Hey guys, it's Mo back with another podcast episode for Chats with Mo. Hope you guys are having a great day. Um, This is actually a super exciting episode because this is my first interview, which is awesome. So I'm actually here in Nashville with one of my good friends, Abby. Um, We met back in Maine. Uh, We worked at a summer camp together and our friendship, like just, we clicked immediately. You know, we just really hit it off and... I got to come see her after like 18 months of not seeing her, which was awesome. So yeah, um, I guess we'll start with just a little bit of background info from Abby. Just kind of tell us like who you are, like where you're from, what you do, all that kind of stuff. Well, I'm Abby. Um, I got my social work degree like a year ago almost, and I'm from Louisiana. And then I moved here to Nashville to work with uh, children in a group home. Nice. And do you like Nashville so far? How's that? How's that treating you? Because you've been here for how how long? I've been here for almost five months. Almost five months. That's a good yeah. chunk of time. Okay. So how do you like it? I think it's really pretty. I'm not used to the mountains. Yeah, that's um, cool. And like the waterfalls. I've been going on like little adventures. Yeah. She um, took me to one and it was gorgeous, by the way. So yes. <laughs> yeah, that was super fun. Um, and yeah, this is like your first big city that you've ever like really been to. I mean, we went to New York too, which was also awesome. <laughs> um, but like, this is like, you've never lived in like a big city before, right? Because yeah, Jackson, because you went to school in Jackson, right? Mm-hmm. And is, how big is that compared to Nashville? That's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jackson is the capital of Mississippi, but like. Is it really? Yeah. Oh. But okay. it's nothing compared to Nashville. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Well, we've been having a good time. I'm. I, this is like my what second to last day here, which Sadly. is sad. I know, but I've also been here for almost two weeks, so it's been. We've had a good chunk of time together. Um. Okay. So yeah, the way that this uh podcast episode is gonna go is I asked Abby a couple weeks ago what um topic she wants to bring to the table, and you chose like mental health. Yes. And this is awesome because this is something that I've been, like, really focusing on the past couple weeks. You guys, or not weeks, but months, you guys already know if you've been listening. um, I talk about my journey with, like, um, deciding to quit school and all that kind of, or not quit school, but just take a break from it and all that kind of stuff. So I am super excited to talk with Abby about mental health. So let's just get right into it. So why did you choose mental health as your topic? Because I don't think it's talked enough, talked about enough. Yeah. yeah. I think there's, a, like, a big stigma behind mental health. Mm-hmm. And people tend to ignore mental health and try to go on with their life when, in reality, you need to talk about it. Yeah, honestly. And it's nice because, like, I feel like, you know, it's starting to become a lot more, you know, talked about. People are starting to have... um more of an open mind when it comes to things like depression and anxiety because, you know, those, like you said, there's a huge stigma around those words and people get uncomfortable when um, people bring up those kinds of words because, you know, we, none of us like to suffer, but, you know, it happens, it's part of being human, so, you know, we just, it's important to talk about because everyone deals with it, whether you're, like, clinically diagnosed or not, everyone has, like, bouts of depression or they have, you know, moments of anxiety or something. So even if like it's not something that's super prevalent in your life, everyone has experience with it. So I'm so glad you decided to talk about this. Um, sweet. Okay. So what would you say your personal journey regarding mental health is? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
a roller coaster because I grew up feeling like okay and then I had someone die in my family and that kind of spun into like anxiety and depression and like all those negative thoughts Mm -hmm. and it was a journey to go from like feeling like oh do I even want to be here to now I'm like living in Nashville like I want to live every day and I used to not want to be like that um I think growing up I also didn't want to talk about like the anxiety and depression because talking about it made me feel like everything was wrong in my life and I didn't want to disappoint anyone Oh, yeah. That's a big thing, too. I didn't even think about disappointment. Yeah, because, like, you know, your family, I mean, I don't know if your family's the same way, but, like, my family, at least, they they always want want the best for us, you know? Like, they always wanted the best for me and my siblings, and so when things aren't where they should be or, like, they're not as good as they could be, then, you know, my parents tend to reflect that back on themselves and be like, oh my God, what am I doing wrong, you know? Yeah. And so you don't want them to feel it that way because it's completely external, right? Mm-hmm. In your situation yeah. too. Yeah. And it was your grandpa that died, right? Yeah. Back in what 2012. Year? Yeah. So you've had I started a dealing journey. with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I started dealing with it when I was 12 years old. That is tough, dude. That's such a young age to have to deal with that already. Mm-hmm. Ugh, okay. Um, so I kind of just wrote down these questions as they came to me. So I'm going to try to structure it in a way that's like um, conducive. So let me just take a moment to see. Um, let's see. Okay, I guess we can just go. Um, have you or will you ever try therapy? And why or why not? I have tried therapy. Okay. And... Yeah, talk about that a little bit, because I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> Have you ever? No, I haven't, actually. Yeah, I've thought about it, though, so. Yeah, um, I did it when I was in college, and it was very beneficial for me, mm. um, just kind of navigating my thoughts. Um, with therapy, they're not going to give you the answer. They're going to get you to see that answer for yourself. <gasps> I love um, that. So, like, you may be like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? They're not going to be like, oh, you need to do this. They're going to be like, okay, well, let's talk it out. Mm-hmm. And literally, you're going to be the one just talking about it. And then eventually, you're going to get your answer. Um, but they're there to listen to you and, like, genuinely, like, help you through your problems. And it was nice. I did that probably three years out of my four, like, years of college. And then since moving here, I'm definitely going to want to do it again. Um, I just haven't found the right person yet. Mm-hmm. But I'm a big, like, person on, I think therapy is very helpful. Really? Yeah, if you have the right person, it can be very beneficial for you. Okay. So did you just have one therapist, like, mm-hmm. the whole time? Oh, yeah. that's cool. So that consistency is super nice, I yeah. bet. And, like, I'm pretty sure it's, at, like, everywhere, but I'm not really sure, though. But I know at school, you can request, like, oh, if you want a female counselor, you want a male counselor, you can oh. choose. Um, I had a female counselor. It was great. Uh, not everyone likes counseling and that's completely okay mm-hmm. um, but for me it was beneficial and I, I liked the person that I had nice that's really awesome okay um let's see okay so I guess we can go into um different types of therapy so psychedelic therapy is something that is like it really piques my interest so like anything to do with um like mushrooms or um MDMA anything like that that is something, even LSD, like, I have watched a couple of documentaries about that, and it really interests me. 
Um, what would you say is your, like, opinion about that? And would you ever, you know, and I don't even know if you've looked into it much, but would you ever participate in a psychedelic session? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know too much about it to Mm. really give an opinion. Okay. I think it's something that I would definitely look into. Yeah. Just to, like, understand it more and see where people are coming from and, like, if it's actually helpful or if it's not, like, I want to know, like, the details about it. Yeah. No, it's really cool. Okay, side note for anyone who wants to, there's a really good documentary series on Netflix called um, How to Change Your Mind, and it just follows this guy. His name is Michael Pollan. I believe he is a researcher of some kind. I don't actually know what his, like, you know, official title is or anything, but he has experience with, um, he, I think each episode follows, like, a different uh, substance. So the first one I believe is LSD, I want to say, and then he moves into mushrooms and then MDMA. And then I think he finishes up with peyote, but it's really cool. He just talks about like the history behind all of these, um, you know, different substances and whatnot and what their like original, um, use for them is. So if, you know, like you said, if you don't have a lot of, you know, experience or knowledge about this kind of thing I would recommend um that documentary series because it's a really good place to start and that's where I started learning about all this kind of stuff and also another fun one to watch is um have a nice trip and that just talks about a whole bunch of different celebrities with their experiences with psychedelics and just like you know the crazy stories the really spiritual ones all that kind of stuff so that's also another really good place to start too um let's see okay so we did that one Let's talk about um, different, like, mental health uh, activities, practices. Um, what would you say that, like, which kind of activities do you engage in to boost your mental health right now? It kind of falls into, like, self-care, but, like, mm-hmm. going outside more. Um, I think just being outside in the sun and, like, getting, like, with the nature and everything, it's really nice. It can be very calming. Um, also, I love listening to music so it doesn't even matter my mood I'll listen to any type of music basically yeah and that kind of helps me because growing up like when I was going through like anxiety and depression a lot more I relied on music as like my escape um and that kind of helped me through a lot of it but also music helped me feel like I wasn't alone with all my battles mm-hmm. um because I know there's one artist uh his name is NF and he talked a lot about like his struggles and I think that's really cool. Like, it made me feel like, oh, I'm not alone. Like, celebrities feel the exact same way. Um, so that was really nice. And then other mental health things, I would say I want to go back to, like, counseling. Mm. So I haven't done that yet. But yeah. I do that. But, I don't know, just talking with people and, like, really focusing on self-care. Like, you have to learn what you what you like and what helps you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, that's really cool. And like you were talking about earlier, I'm really glad that, you know, um, like counselors and therapists and stuff, or at least the one that you had, I'm really glad that she wasn't telling you exactly what to do and she helped you figure that out because, you know, it's not a blanket solution for everyone. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Everyone has a different, everyone has different stories. We've heard this over and over again, you know, nobody's the same, blah, blah, blah. But you know, it's really cool that she was able to help you find the answers that you needed personally. So that's super cool. Um, Are there any that you've tried that you haven't been a big fan of? I don't know. (laughs) Um, You can take a second to think if you need to. 
I don't know, like, I'm trying to think of, like, activities that people do. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess cooking, if that's, like, a self-care thing. Okay. Um, I'm not a big, like, person on, like, cooking and baking. <laughs> Breaks my heart a little I bit. I know. But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Okay. So, cooking. All right. Yeah. All right. And why, why do you think so? I like to be, like, perfect when I try new things. Oh. So that's like a deeper root of Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, we're getting deep. Okay, yeah. I like it. Okay, and you just haven't been able to yeah, cross over I, the threshold of like, okay, I can actually do some things. But like, I understand that people make mistakes, like we're not perfect, um, but like, like you're going to be your biggest critic, mm-hmm. and so trying new things is always scary at first, because yeah. it's like, oh. Dang. There's a chance uh, <laughs> of quote unquote failure. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, uh, do I even want to try this? Yeah. So I think I hold myself back a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm trying new things. Interesting. Okay, I like this. So I guess that's <clears throat> something that's like your boulder in this life. You know, like the mythology where the guy like mm-hmm. has to, you know, I don't even remember what it is. <laughs> that was a horrible metaphor. I'm so sorry, but, um. Yeah, okay, interesting. Okay, so what would you say is your stance on, like, more, I don't know if I would necessarily call this, like, spiritual mental health practices, because it doesn't have to be necessarily super spiritual, but things like um, meditation and yoga. Have you tried either of those things? I have not. Okay, um, would you? I would try yoga. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be a really kind of, like, fun, interesting thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Because, um, I mean... I don't know, it's the same, like, for me, like, working out and stuff. Like, you're really mm-hmm. focusing on your body, and, like, to get it right, like, focusing on your body is one of the best, like, best things to do as well. Yeah. And that'll help you with your mental health as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing I've noticed um, doing yoga is just, like, your mind-body connection is, like, crazy. <laughs> because yeah. you're not only, like, focusing on trying to, you know, hit these poses and hold them for a while, but, like, you really focus on your breathing. Um, a lot of emotions come up during yoga, which is crazy. Like, I've had yoga sessions sessions <laughs> where I've, like, started crying before because, like, something just needed to release and it finally did. I don't even remember exactly what it was, but it's just, it's super cool to see, like, um, you know, that physical activity can be super beneficial for your mm-hmm. mind, you know, and we've heard all that all the time, like, you know, just move your body, go dance, go, like, walk around, go, you know, take a jog, whatever you need to do, because, yeah, just getting your body moving is, it's super helpful, and it helps you, like, get out of that, like, stagnant energy, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean, like, if you're just sitting around doing nothing, well, your mind's gonna do the same thing, so, like, if you're, if you're engaging your body, like, it's super beneficial, um, so meditation, would you ever try meditation? Mm, Maybe. I don't know. I feel like I'd want to look up more of the benefits on meditation before I just go into it. Is there something that scares you about it? Nah, I just want to look up more. Just want to do some research? Yeah. You could always do some research on yourself and just do some (laughs) self-experiments. That's how I got started. (laughs) No, but okay, that's cool. Um, Let's see. Okay, we'll get into those in a sec. So, you work at a boys' group home, right? Yes. For ages 16 to up until their 18th birthday. Yep. Okay. What would you say is, we'll start with the biggest con, 
and then we'll move into the pro because we always want to end on a on a positive note. So start with the con of your job, and then we'll go from there. Con of working in a group. Yeah. I think the biggest con is like, and this is just in general, but when you see the boys not care about what happens in their life, um, because like I can't care too much for them, like. Mm-hmm. I cannot be the only person that cares in their life, like, if they're going to go out of here and get a job or if they're going to be homeless. Like, that is a thing that could happen. Um, So I think it's really heartbreaking when you see them, like, come into the group home, like, so excited to be here, and you see them, like, slowly, like, have a more negative thought and, like, I'll put them, like, oh, I don't even care what happens to me. Um, So I think that's very, like, heartbreaking because, like, I am such a like people person and I want them to I, I want everyone to be happy um, because I know what it was like to not be happy um, so I, I don't know it's just hard that I see them not care because yeah. I can't care like as much for them like I can't be the one that's caring for everything in their life mm-hmm. and that's the hardest part of my job yeah because that's like beyond your control so oh yeah. yeah that would be terrible I can only do what I can in the group home mm-hmm so. Yeah, and I bet finding that, like, level, that balance of, like, you know, you can only care so much, and then having to, like, separate yourself from that. Yeah. How has that been? <laughs> um, it was tough at the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, just seeing, like, I don't know, it's like that balance, because I didn't have that balance going into it. I cared so much about them, um, but I really do have, like, an amazing boss who's helped me with my emotions through that Mm. and like he's the one who told me like I cannot care for them like I can care about them up until they leave and like after that like I have to just like go and that's hard yeah um but like I have to like remind myself that I'm doing everything I can while they're in my care Mm -hmm. oh my god that would be (laughs) tough dude I can't even imagine okay so um Moving into the biggest pro then, what would you say you like the most about your job? When they're actually being, like, kids. um, Mm. And they're not worried about, like, what their next step is with DCS. Um, Which is what? I don't don't even know who services. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I like it when they take a moment and just go outside and play basketball or, like, play like a guitar like or color draw whatever they do that makes them happy I like to actually see them do that kind of stuff um and like be a teenager because like I don't know some of them they've been having to worry about like their custody and everything and like that's really hard so when you see them just actually be a kid for once it's really nice yeah and the like all the relationships I have with them they're all different, but I don't know. Like, I like that. I like having those genuine connections with them. And, like, one I talk about with, like, music. Another one we talk about, like, sports. Like, it's just, like, we talk about anything that excites us. And I like mm-hmm. that I can build that relationship with them because it helps when they're going into, like, a crisis and they're, like, feeling sad and overwhelmed. I can help them through that with the things that we have in common and the things we've talked about. And I know what excites them. Yeah. that's awesome yeah just like establishing personal connections with people is always really like refreshing and just like 
um, I don't know, it just helps you realize, like, yeah, I have your back in, in times of stress, or like you said, yeah. in times of sadness, like, yeah, I bet that is really awesome, and especially with, like, teenagers, because those are, like, brick walls, basically, you really have to, you know, knock on the door quite a couple times before they open it, oh, yeah. so I'm sure just, like, that moment of release where they really let you inside, even if it's just about something, you know, kind of shallow, not super shallow, but just, like, you know, it's not super deep, mm-hmm. like music or sports. You just are able to see, like, you know, their actual genuine yeah. personality. Well, and like, I have some of them that come up to me now, and they're like, Miss Abby, did you know, like, I got accepted into this school? Like, they come up to me, like, so excited to, like, tell me these things. Yeah. And, like, I'm so, like, proud of them when I do that. Um, or, like, they'll do, like, a life skill and, like, know how to cook an egg now and they're like Miss Abby I know how to cook an egg and I'm like oh my gosh that's great like I get so excited when they come up to me excited about something and they want to tell someone yeah because I'm like okay you feel comfortable like tell me these things Mm -hmm. like I am doing something in your life yeah (laughs) that is really awesome okay um ouch have you always known you wanted to be a social worker no really (laughs) no okay explain um, growing up, I wanted to be a nurse, mm-hmm. and then, like, my senior year of high school, I took a human A&P class. Which is, human oh, anatomy and physiology. Yeah. yeah, okay. And I was like, uh, <laughs> not for me. <laughs> mm. I can't, I want to do more with, like, your mind and everything, like, I want to know more about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really care about, like, the insides, it kind of creeps me out, like, Oh, like, like the guts and stuff? And, like, all that. Like, I don't want that. Um, <laughs> I am right there with you. Yeah. So, from there, I was like, okay, I'm going to do psychology. Mm. So, I go to, like, orientation for my college, and they were like, okay, is your thing still uh, psychology? And I was like, no, I'm going to do social work. And I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> didn't even know what social work really was, like, what that looks like. Um, but... Like, I am, like, a very, like, spiritual person in the sense of, like, I do believe in God. And so it was, like, mm. I do think that, like, this is what I was called to do um, would be, like, being a social worker. Because I randomly said that and had no idea that that's how I was going to do But I, I love it. Uh, I knew I wanted to work with kids. That was, like, the only thing I did know I wanted to do. Mm. I wanted yeah. to work with kids. I didn't know it would be teenagers. Um, <laughs> I just knew I wanted to work with kids in some capacity. Yeah. Nice. What age group were you planning on working with or hoping to work with? Anything young. Like, oh, really? Uh, like, yeah. younger than 10? Yeah. Okay. And then, like, this job opportunity came to me, and I was like, okay, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, and here I am, working with teenagers, like the oldest ones. Oh, my God. <laughs> do you like it, though? I do. Yeah? Um, I think it was definitely a learning uh, curve at first, just... You know, like, right before I came and did this job, I was working at the summer camp. Yeah. And I work with, uh, like, young girls ages six to nine. <laughs> and then two months later, I'm like, oh, I'm with, like, eight, 16 to 18-year-olds. Boys, too. <laughs> That's, like, the exact yeah. opposite of what you were working with. <laughs> yeah, so it was quite a, like, a difference and a shift. Uh, but I really do enjoy my job. Yeah, good. Yeah, not many people can say that, so I'm really happy for you. <laughs> Um, okay. I only have a couple more questions. I don't know how long they're going to take because they are pretty deep. But, <laughs> um, 
Okay, so I'm just going to give a little bit of uh, context because I don't know if everyone is familiar with um, what I'm about to bring up. So there's an aspect of our personality called the shadow. Um, and for those of you who are unfamiliar with this term, the shadow or your shadow self is like the side of yourself that you deem unacceptable. So this can include your anger, your sadness, your jealousy, any sort of thing like that. Um, so why do you think it's important for people to get to know that aspect of themselves? Oh, that's deep. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, like, you have to know who you are, all, like, the good and the ugly. And if you're aware of, like, okay, this is, like, the type of stuff that makes me angry, um, you know how to help yourself through that. Mm. And you know how to get yourself out of situations that could possibly lead you to be angry. Yeah. Um, it's the same with jealousy. Um, if you kind of, like, suppress that and, like, you ignore that part, I think that can be turned really ugly very, like, very fast. Mm-hmm. Um, because you may not actually know that, oh, this is jealousy. And you could end up ruining some, like, friendships or relationships or whatever. Yeah. Due to that. Just by keeping it inside. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's good for you to, like, keep everything bottled up inside. No. Um, because it's, like, self-destructing, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And there's a quote that says, um, I don't even remember where the first time I heard this was, but it's, like, what you resist persists. <clears throat> and, like, you know, any emotion, good or bad, that you don't allow yourself to feel is going to linger around for a really long time. And I actually had a very, like come to moment I talked about it in um I think it was the last episode I recorded but I was like in the towards the end of this last semester I was so just like done with everything I was emotionally turned off of every single thing classes family friends everything which was super sad because like connection and like my relationships with people and even like my passions and everything those are those are so meaningful to me and so 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 to like have you know to experience that was really scary and I was like I don't even know what I'm doing wrong like I don't even know what I'm doing that's you know making me feel this way but I there was just one day where I just like laid on my bedroom floor and just let myself cry for like an hour like tears were literally coming out of my tear ducts for like an hour solid and I was like holy shit, dude, this is actually crazy. Like, I don't know what's going on. I'm just kind of just letting everything come out right now. And then after that, I felt so much better. Like, it was crazy. It was a night and day difference. Like, honestly, I just got up and I was like, man, my eyes are really puffy, but I'm so happy right now, you know? Like, it's just, it's insane. And like, yeah, just to be in touch with that side of yourself, it's scary because, you know, a lot of people have made like, you know, sadness or jealousy or anger, like, they, um, there's, like, a connotation around them that they're, like, quote-unquote bad, you know what I mean? And, yes, anger can drive you to do bad things, but feeling angry is not itself bad. It's just, like, the actions that come after it, you know what I mean? And that's just an example, but, um, having these emotions is actually really healthy because we have to experience the entire, like, human, spectrum of emotions in order to be like fully human you know what I mean so like having getting to know that side of yourself the shadow is super important because yeah we just we have to know like you said the good the bad the ugly everything we have to because I believe in this life like our purpose is just to be just to like 
establish a relationship with ourselves as like strong as we can you know and we have to we have to know every single corner whether no matter how dark and dusty it is we have to know every single corner in order to you know really get to know ourselves and yeah so I think that like also putting kind of all your emotions like to the back of like your mind and everything isn't good because probably this time last year I went through like probably three weeks of feeling every single emotion I could feel mm-hmm. but like hiding it um like Why? everything because like I had my internship and like I was trying to help those kids in that like where I was working I was mm. trying to help them so you were also, your top priority is what you were saying yeah like I yeah. was like okay well I have to help them like I have so much I have to do mm-hmm. I don't have time to like feel these emotions and so like I put it on the back burner until one day like it literally like just exploded while I was at my internship like mm. all my emotions were just like everywhere like oh my god yeah. and so it was like okay I need to put and that's this on scary yeah. you know that's so scary because you don't know how other people are going to respond to that yeah you know like, what I mean eventually it came to a point that I was like I have to focus on myself right now mm-hmm. and so that took a minute um honestly just getting back into okay, this is what I need to do to help myself. Okay, this is what I need to do. Okay, mm-hmm. maybe I have to cancel these plans to, like, take a second for myself. Yeah. Um, and not be surrounded by people because, like, I am such, like, a people person that I feel like I need to be around them 24-7. Oh. But in that moment, like, mm-hmm. to help myself, I had to be away from everyone. And yeah. that was the hardest part of, like, my senior year because, like, you want to make all these memories, but, like, I had to take a second and just be like, okay, Abby, what's going on? Yeah. So it took a second, but, like, I had to sit down and, like, figure out what every type of emotion I was feeling and, like, why, why, like, honestly. Mm-hmm. And so then I was able to, like, help myself through that. Yeah. But I had to get to know all of, like, the sadness I was feeling. All the anger, because I was feeling, feeling a lot of anger. Mm. Um, so, like, I had to learn all that again. Yeah. Wow. Ooh, that is juicy. Okay. I love that, actually. Um, Okay, yeah. So my next question was, would you say you're familiar with yours? Like, your shadow? Yeah, and I also think that, like, moving here um, to Nashville was a major step in my life. Um, I'm eight hours away from my family, and I have friends here, but, like, you know, I did this alone at first. so, like, you sit in your apartment, you sit outside, whatever, like, you're alone. Like, you you're, you have to get to know yourself. Like, I was talking to one of my friends the other day, and I was like, I'm getting to know who I am. Um, and, like, you're going on dates with yourself. Like, you're doing, like, these self-care things. Like, you're getting to know yourself as if, like, you're getting to know your best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I'm figuring out what I like more. Um, I'm figuring out what I don't like. Um, but I'm also, like... Figuring out, like, okay, when I'm starting to feel anger at, like, work, how can I take, a, like, a second there and, like, you know, just chill out for one second and not let the anger um, make me do things I'm going to regret, you know? So mm-hmm. it's, like, I'm learning who I am, all of it. Yeah. And it's, like, becoming, like, okay, hopefully one day, like, I'll have all the self-love. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's, like... Once you understand, like, your shadow self, like, and you get that and you know how to help it and you know, I think that's, like, one step closer, like, to honestly, like, self-love. 
Absolutely, yeah. Because we're able to love ourselves in spite of, you know, yeah. our shadow self, our quote-unquote bad self. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And that's like, that is where the money is, you know? That is what people strive to do because, like, I feel like so many people don't, are not familiar with their, like, the darker side of themselves. And it's not even like you have to, like, indulge in that side, you know? It's not even yeah. like, oh, I'm like... I'm feeling anger, so I'm an angry person, and that's okay. No, like, emotions come and go, but as long as you just pay attention to like, your triggers and, you know, deal with them in healthy ways, then, yeah, yeah, you can actually establish such a great relationship with yourself, and actually, like, you can be your own, like, best love story ever. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. And that's super cool, yeah. Um, okay, so kind of, not really the opposite, but kind of, um... <laughs> How would you describe intuition? Oh, no. (laughs) You don't know? Okay, well, I'll tell you how I describe it. Um, I would say intuition is, like, the truest form of yourself wanting what's best for you. You know what I mean? So, like, it's that gut feeling where you know that you're probably not making the right decision, but your you're whoever, like your ego or whoever is still continuing it. It's that little voice inside that's like, hmm, maybe you should just take a second, think about what you're doing, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I would describe it as like, people also describe it as like their higher selves. So it's the ones, it's the part of you that knows what's best, that um, understands like, you know, the decisions that will get you to the best version of yourself. Um, so with that, why do you think it's important to pay attention to your intuition? I think that, like, if you focus on that kind of stuff, I think it'll help you kind of get out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you may think this is a great idea, and then it's like, oh, anxiety, like, maybe I shouldn't do this, you know, (laughs) like, but, like, if your gut is saying, like, oh, yeah, I think you should do this, like, I think you should do it. And, yeah, you know, you could have a great time with it, or it could be a learning experience. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? So it's like, I don't know, like, I was like, okay, I'm going to go to New York with Morgan after. <laughs> yeah. But then, like, deep down, I was like, okay, I'm kind of scared, though. <laughs> like, because it's a new thing. I've never done it. Yeah. But, like, I knew it would be such a fun time. Mm-hmm. Morgan convinced me. <laughs> um, but, like, I don't know. I almost, I think. I let my anxiety kind of stop me from doing certain things. Mm. And then I end up, if I actually do it, I end up having a great time or I learn from it. Yeah. And honestly, like, I think, you know, it's super important to pay attention to your intuition too um, because that's what's driving you to grow the most. That's what's driving you to learn the most about whether it's yourself, the world, other people, whatever. Like, this is, like, your driving force, this is your motor, this is, like, what fuels you, and, like, you know, when you don't act in alignment with what your tuition is, you know, telling you to do, or you just don't have a good relationship with it, you don't, you can't hear it, um, that is what, you know, causes a lot of unhappiness, because people aren't living the way that they were meant to, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, like, Yeah, that's why, honestly, kind of looping it back to the beginning, that's why I have enjoyed um, meditation so much is because 
I feel like that has allowed me to access that part of myself that I probably otherwise wouldn't um because it just it meditation like just forces you to just shut the fuck up you know what I mean and just to get out of your own head and just to pay attention to you know whatever thoughts you're thinking of whatever emotions you feel the most like it really helps you get to know yourself because you're not allowing yourself to talk or listen to what other people are saying or anything else um so yeah anyways that's just (laughs) a little shout out to meditation um, okay, I guess our last question, um, would be, what advice would you give to someone who is struggling with their mental health right now? It's okay to struggle, as long as you don't let it overpower you, hmm. um, and know that, like, and I know everyone says it, but you're not alone with that, and honestly, the first step is asking for help. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be a close friend it can be if you're in school like one of your professors um, it can be a family member Like, it can be like your co-workers honestly like, there have been times even since I started working here I've asked uh, probably someone in like leadership like higher up than me like okay what do I need to do in this and they've given me the resources and all I did was ask them Yeah. they may take a couple of days like to get that resource to me but like they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest thing is like, it's okay to ask for help. You don't have to be perfect all the time. No one's expecting you to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it's okay to ask for help, and it's okay to know that like, okay, I'm struggling right now, and like, I want to help myself because you also have to want to like help yourself. Mm-hmm. If you don't want it, then like I can't. Like no one can want it more. Like for you more. Um, mm-hmm. So if you have to want it, you have to, like, even have just that ounce of, like, okay, I want to help myself. Yeah. And that's the first step. hmm Yeah. And I actually um, uncovered something that I have been struggling with for so long, and it's exactly that, asking for help. Because I had this belief that there is so much shame in asking for help. Because this is, like, the belief that I had before I did like the soul work earlier this week with that workshop that I was yeah. telling you about. It's um Catherine Zinkina. It's already done by now, so sorry you guys missed it. But if you guys want to follow her, she's awesome. She's the one that um inspired me to do everything I'm doing right now, this whole Chats with Mo project thing. Um you can find her at, on Instagram at Manifestation Bib. Anyways, just a little shout out. But I was doing her workshop this week and one of the things that we had to do was um we had to answer a series of questions like regarding our, the best version of ourself or like our higher self or the one that um, like our future self who has everything that we all that we desire right in this moment. Um, and one of the things that I uncovered was that, yeah, there's like I need to let go of the shame that comes in asking for help because, um, yeah, just the belief that I had before was that, you know, I'm not adequate enough. I am not enough and, you know, asking for help is letting other people see that I'm not enough and that's terrifying, but that is not the truth. It is, those people have, you know, different strengths than you and by asking for help, they are getting to exercise those strengths. Mm -hmm. They're getting to use, you know, they're getting to do what they were put on this earth to do um, for you, you know, and that there's, there should not be any shame in that because it's literally just 
you know, you're giving someone the opportunity to do that for you. And that is super cool. So I love, love, love that you brought that up because I feel like so many people struggle with that, even with little things like, you know, um, I don't know. I can't think of an example right now, but yeah, so many people struggle with asking for help for a plethora of reasons, but you know, that is just, that's something that I'm really glad you brought up because that's something that I had to work through this week. Um, but yeah, okay, I guess that it concludes our podcast episode. Abby, thank you so much for being on here. Seriously, this was our first interview, guys, and I think it went so good. And yeah, just thank you for being here. It Thanks was, for letting me do this. Yeah, it was super fun. Um, all right, well, that is that, and we will see you guys in the next episode. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.